Hello and welcome to Sportsbet's AFL podcast. Mick Wall here, stepping in for Richard Humiston as he is up at State of Origin making a pig of himself. Uh, with Brownie and Richo as always. How are you boys? Yeah, good. He's a pig. He is, he is. Good to now, be here. Talentless pig. <laughs> what's, he, what's he doing up there? Okay, I don't know, but I'm telling you this right now. Last night I'm watching the Origin because you know it's, yeah. it's a good spectacle. Yeah, it's great. not as good as our great game, but you know it's fine. Origins for Origin really is good. cracking, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's the one I like to watch. I'm watching on the screen. The camera goes by, and there's Richard Humiston <laughs> on TV. Here's what he's wearing to grassroots. Like this is the absolute fans of NRL. They've all got their colours on. All got their colours on. Yeah. R.M. Williams, Chinos. Crisp white oh. polo, Ralph Lauren shirt. What a wanker! Extraordinary. What so, is what is that uniform? That that is that a Melbourne a private school? Is that a private, private school boy slash MCC? Rich right. Humiston, funnily enough, um, talks about he's uh, a country boy at heart, oh, man of the wait. people. I go, well, where'd you grow up, Rich? Uh, Canterbury. Uh, where'd you go to school? Oh, Scotch College. So, Rich, mm. in Melbourne, Scotch College is the most expensive, right. most prestigious right. school. He looks and sounds like state. a bogan, but. Underneath it, he's not oh, a bogan. And that, that is their uniform, is Oh, 100%. The, the, he's a silver spooner. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, mate, there are a lot of, lot of them. They'll be the, falling out of his pocket. R.M. Williams, they, they just all wear Huge. them, don't and they? And casually yeah. they rotate through a, uh, a vest. They don't <laughs> mind a puffer vest yeah. rotating yeah. through. Yeah. Or the cricket vest. <laughs> oh, no, a, uh, you know what's weird? Uh, talking about weirdness, and Hammer is weird. I was down, <laughs> down below, you spoke about the nest. Yeah. We've got uh, showering facilities right. down there, Matthew. Yeah. Um, big locker room, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you don't really make eye contact with anybody down there. It's a, it's right. a male locker room. No, I know 100%. we're a progressive society these days, but it's a, it's well, a bit you of put a, your head down, it's a bit of a sanctuary. But when you've got a towel around you, right, mm. and you're walking back from the shower mm. to the locker room and there's a guy standing there doing his hair and he looks at you, and I don't know him, got right. no idea who he is. He doesn't know me. We've never spoken well, he, before. He, but he probably knows who you are. But he went, there you go, mate. Well, there's well, nothing no, wrong no, with shut that. Shut up, mate. No, no. <laughs> is... You don't speak to another man in the change room. Speak, nah, when that's... I've got a towel on, I'm walking back from the shower. Just keep your head down that's... and shut up. Why? Because. No, Do you know what this is? This is, not, <laughs> this is not bathroom etiquette. You're happy with other what, naked men talking to you all the time, are you? What, this if is you're a... in the shower, you say day. What's wrong with that? This is about Nathan Brown. <laughs> And his, and his lack of social etiquette. He has that. That's what this is about. This has got nothing to do with the bathroom. He doesn't oh, you like... you tell me you like another male. No, I'm not saying that. And oh. we're a progressive society, so, you know... <laughs> saying that. I know. I, don't not, I, know, I, know, I know where you're coming from. You don't from. speak to people in the, in the oh, change rooms. No, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Just to get a... It'd be a little bit weird, uh, just fully starkers, standing up and just having a chat, like standing over you as you were doing your shoes up or something. I get that. But if he's just walking by, <laughs> yeah. if you're walking by and he goes, G'day, mate... And you no, it was, a bit, it was a bit more you know than what that. It was I a bit weird. You he know probably know, he knows who you are. I reckon you've worked in this building for how many years now? He probably knows him. You've, probably, you've probably chatted to this gentleman <laughs> five or six here. times. He, he probably works. He probably thinks he knows <laughs> you, Nathan. on this floor. You absolutely It could did. be in your team. It wasn't <laughs> Paddy, was it? Uh, no. No, no, no. I was saying it could be. He, yeah. he may know him. So exactly. uh, if, if you're out there, apologies. Uh, but yeah. Now, uh, boys, coaches. There's a lot going on in that area. We've lost, uh, we've lost a couple now. How, yep. I mean, where do we go from here? Is it just going to be moves within existing coaching ranks? Where, I mean, North, obviously, do they look to a Longmire and trying to acquire him outside of contract because maybe his time? Does Brad's go yeah. straight into Carlton? Well, think, what I do think you guys think? Everyone's thinking that it's all falling into place. Yeah. You know, the dominoes are falling and Brad Scott uh, leaves North Melbourne and then a week later, obviously, Brendan Bolton gets the sack at Carlton. So now everyone thinks probably Brad Scott's going to mm. Carlton. But... 
I'm not sure that's the case. And if you're North Melbourne and Carlton now, you have to go through the correct procedure to find your next coach. And you have to try and get the best person available. And that means probably Alastair Clarkson. You've got to sound out the best people. You've got to have a crack, don't you? can't just... million and a half he'd cost, I reckon. Yeah, but you can't just automatically go, oh, well, Brad Scott's going to Carlton. You must try Mm. and find the best person. And and that's someone who's won premierships. The thing I don't understand is... You have to have coached these days to get a coaching role. Now, I know it's a long time ago and coaches did come straight out of footy and uh, mm. I think um, even uh, the great Mick Malthouse, yeah, he played yeah. the next Sheedy year. did, didn't he? It is Sheedy. different. Yeah, it oh, is different. did a bit of reserves coaching. Uh, there was a bit of reserves back, coaching. Back then, you, you looked after 18 players yep. and that was pretty much it. It's so different these days. It's all encompassing. But I reckon you're born into a role like that. I reckon you know that people are. And I don't know why people always say, now Sam Mitchell needs a few more years. He needs four or five more years. If he is ready to coach right now, he could be the coach they need. I think people need to be open-minded to the fact that someone hasn't coached. But if they're born to do it, if they're intelligent enough like he is, and apparently he's got a really good game plan, um, I'd have a look at Sam Mitchell and go deep into it. He might not get the job, but don't just put him away because he hasn't coached before. I'll tell you the other one that they should look at, and it's Craig McRae. He's coached uh, VFL team now for two or three years at Richmond. You look at the development of the guys that come into that senior team, and he's got them on top of the ladder at the moment. They were in a grand final two years ago. Why not look at guys like that who have actually Mm. been coaching? It's a rare unit that is able to do this. There's 18 jobs at any one time in this country, in this spot. That is, I can't think of something else. There'd be fewer, the Prime Minister, obviously, and and that sort of thing. But in an organisation as big as what the AFL is, 18 spots up for grabs. Yeah, and the one thing with that is, yeah, yeah, when we talk about they're looking for coaches with experience, think about the amount of failed assistant coaches that take the step up. That's a great shout. Look to somebody that's actually been a head coach. Not not an assistant, someone who's coached their own team. But at VFL level. Right, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they have a look at Brett Ratton as well. Yeah, exactly. Back, his record wasn't that bad. Carlton won over fifty percent. Yeah, over I reckon. 50%. I reckon of North yeah. Melbourne would. I don't think Carlton will look at. Brett no, he Ratton. wouldn't. He wouldn't go back to Carlton. You know, it was yeah. funny though when you talk about coaches leaving and all the strange things that happened. There was the rumouring around North Melbourne last week. I remember yeah. when Plough just up and a week before the end of the season left the Bulldogs. It was in two thousand and two. Um, and we, we were sort of blindsided mm. by it. We didn't even see it coming. It wasn't yeah. even a blip You normally know it's coming, don't we, you? We, yeah. we didn't see this one coming. But Plough had signed a deal with Sydney, right? And, uh, and so... Is that fact? He that's did. fact. Yeah, he got right. paid 800 grand. Um, the first, I'm pretty sure the first year he was out. When he didn't, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think he's spoken about it. He has. I don't know whether he's yeah. spoken about the dollar value, but he's definitely <laughs> spoken about it. Yeah, um, Anyway, but... So it all broke, and I, I remember I was at um, at uh, in Dunder Street in Albert Park at a cafe there with uh, our great mate Wayne Campbell, and he goes, "Have you heard the news?" I said, "No." So he told me first. He right. goes, "Plough's left the Bulldogs. He's quit." And uh, so I was like, "Geez, this is strange." So I had lunch, uh, reading the news, all that. So sort it was of stuff. a total shock to the place. Yeah, and yeah. back then there was no real social media, so we were sitting there listening to the radio, trying to find out some information about it, making a few phone calls, and then eventually that afternoon I rang Plough. And uh, I don't know whether he was pissed or whether he was drunk, but he, he goes, oh, mate, he goes, it is it is on like Donkey Kong out here. He was out of his house out at uh, Kangaroo Ground. He yeah. goes, I've bunkered down. He goes, the Channel 7 chopper's overhead. He goes, I can't go anywhere. And I, I, all I could think about was, you know, that song Red Gum with the Channel 7 <laughs> chopper? <laughs> You're only 19. That's the only thing I could think of. And I got off the phone. I thought, oh, that's the coach. He's gone. 
behind there you go. And what happened? So he had the job at Sydney. He'd been yep. offered the job. He'd and signed then, a heads of agreement with Sydney. And then Sydney. the supporters, the Swan supporters, uh, were in uproar because they wanted the favourite son, Paul Roos, to He'd gone six and four the last ten yeah. games. And uh, they actually ended up giving it to Roos, but Plough got paid for the first yep. year. And he had Amazing. a clause in his yeah. contract for a bonus for a premiership. And he rang Ian Collis... Um, when no, they won didn't. the premiership, oh, no, as, a joke, as a joke, as a joke, said, oh, but it's still a bonus. binding contract. Then he yeah. said, um, "I just need to collect that bonus." Thanks. <laughs> That's and I don't think Ian found the funny side tricky. of it, but uh, it was a joke when he rang him. I'll, I'll tell, tell you what: if you win a flag up seventy-two, you should be finding yeah. the funny side of everything. Look, talk about coaches being unsettled, and another form of unsettling we saw: St Kilda and Port travel over to China and some of the St Kilda players were unsettled with uh, their cuisine, that Nathan. Was, mm. That was always going to happen, wasn't it? Of course it? it was going to happen. So a bit of food poisoning there, boys. Have uh, either of you been struck down, missed any footy through that? Uh, not, I didn't miss any games of AFL footy with food poisoning, but I remember uh, after the 2008 season, it's actually the day after the 2008 Brownlow, I got on a plane and flew to Europe to catch up with a friend in Barcelona, Simon Lucas, a man that you know, Nathan. And I got off the plane in London and it was I was pretty seedy on the flight over there. You know, it was after the brown light, only had about three hours sleep. I got to London, I thought, right, I've got one hour left. I'll get to Barcelona, I can relax and, and feel good. So I get on a little hour's flight from London down to Barcelona catching a Spanish airline called Iberia Air. Now, I should have known when I got on that this airline uh, maybe don't trust it. Oh, Iberia. <laughs> I get on Iberia Air, I jump on, and I thought, I'll have a little snack. And they've offered this little bread roll with some, some ham and little other bits and pieces in it. And you know when you you bite into something, it's not right? Yeah. I hadn't eaten the whole way on the 24-hour Qantas flight. I thought, no, nah, I need something to eat. So I kept eating it. But as I was eating it, I just had this sinking feeling as I was swallowing it. Get to Barcelona, check into the hotel, go down to uh, the main drag there, La Rumbla, order a beer, ready to start enjoying my holiday, oh, no. and it kicked in. Oh. My mate looked at me, said, are you right? And he could see me turning a different colour. I said, nah, mate, I'm in a bit of strife here. So I've run back to the hotel room, spent the next 48 hours in the hotel room just hugging the toilet. Oh, that's... The ham roll on Iberia Air. I'll never forget it. Did he have it? Did you mate have he, it? Nah, he didn't have it. Smart. I was meeting him over there. Yeah. So he'd waited. He'd been waiting a few days for oh, me to get there. That's... And then I sat in the room for two days. I'd been put onto this new diet uh, at the end of the 2008 season going into 2009. So it was the pre-season um, and I was single at this stage and had um, a girl who was advising me on um, a new regime to eat. And so I decided to take this up and it involved soy milk. And little did I know that, um, so it was, I thought long life, it said long life on it, but if you opened it, <laughs> oh, yeah, enough. and you left it in there, it still goes off, which I didn't realise. So I was going to a wedding. Um, so you think you can open it and have it there yep, for five years. Yeah, right? down in Lawn. And so I reckon it would have been in there for two months probably. And uh, it was all these banana smoothies. So I made this banana smoothie and didn't even realise. Because um, it tastes like crap anyway. Yeah, it tastes, it tastes like shit. Um, so I've, uh, it would have been a 500 mil banana smoothie, got in the car. I reckon I was halfway down the lawn. I started to feel, um, and then I'd realised what I'd done. Uh, and I knew it was coming. And so I'm trying to get down because it was already late for the wedding. And I could feel it coming. And I just started to get hot, get hot no, flushes. Nothing worse. Had the windows down. Remember the, the Audi I had, the All Road? Yeah. At one stage, driving down the lawn, like doing 120, trying to get there in time, spewing out the window while I'm doing 120. And it's going on the uh, the windows oh. at the back. and 
got to the wedding and I was in the wedding party. Uh, a great mate of mine called Luke Fishley and uh, I almost, and I held on, remember the, the duck terrine where the, the, the people in, in the MCG didn't want to go to the toilet because yeah. they thought it'd be offensive with the uh, the last post plane. I thought it'd be offensive to try and duck off to the toilet while the nuptials are going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So I just had to hold it in and a little bit came out the bottom. Of course it did. <laughs> oh, no. So you're sitting up there. Actually, standing. That, that part oh. doesn't surprise me at all. Standing. And then one of the other boys, who farted? Oh, <laughs> in the fart, mate. What's wrong with you, mate? Fair bit. There's something wrong with you. I, I've, I've had it twice, and I'll be brief, but one time I was self-inflicted because I ate something called a roadkill platter, and if you eat something called a roadkill platter, you deserve, you deserve to get, to get through, sick. Yeah, I learned that young, and that was like three days of it, horrendous. But I went to a very well-known uh, Mexican eatery recently yeah. that have a number of locations around Melbourne. Centre. Fonda. Trendy new one. I'm not going to drop a name. Uh, I had a Was fish. Fonda? I had a fish burrito. <laughs> My wife had the fish salad. You can't, the fish burrito with the uh, fish chi- salad? chipotle aioli, you're yeah. not going to taste any anyway. Yeah. One after the other, completely crook, completely um, hit them up, explained them, didn't. Just yeah, probably yeah. just chasing maybe an apology and yeah. acknowledgement that's yeah. happened. Just Nothing. got technical BS about how it couldn't be proven this, this, and this. And it's like, oh, it's really? all right. We, we weren't chasing anything. Believe us, we didn't need our $17 refund or whatever it cost. It was more around the fact of how you've dealt with it. But 100% it was it. Because we hadn't eaten... Refund, the, didn't you? No. no, no. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it, was, it was the only thing... It had to be. That we'd both eaten yeah. the same over like the last three days, yeah. Yeah. and then it, we had exactly the same things happen. If you get food poisoning, you know what it is. Oh, yeah, 100% it's just you a do. sixth sense, you know. And my wife says, She goes, It was like you, probably not as bad, but yeah. she goes, I just, it wasn't right, but I hadn't had that particular yeah. salad before. I just thought the fish wasn't that nice. So. And St Kilda were terrible anyway. They were. Oh, they, yeah, the footy game. as well. And Port, so. and Port Adelaide have been That's there before. They know the system, the, they know the, what they're going to do. I can't see them losing over yep. there, and they'll set the games up accordingly. Speaking about being terrible, Brown. The goal review system, are we joking? I don't get it. And they talk about how it's going to cost millions and millions of dollars to get how? it right. Anybody could see that, obviously, still side bottom touched that ball over the line. And he touched it, but it was over the line. Now, Common everybody sense. was saying to the umpire, I touched it, I touched it. All it took for the umpire was to say, let's have a look at the replay of the actual kick off the boot, which they normally do. I don't see how hard it is and how they still make decisions. I could sit in my lounge room and see on the screen and send a quick text through. He, I, I just don't get how the, hard it is. The excuse was that the reviewer didn't have the footage available to him until... It was already shown afterwards on uh, Fox Footy, which is a, a joke, and that's a that's an excuse that they're yeah. just trying to wheel out. You've, you've got the the replay that's, straight that's away. A, that's an embarrassing the ne- excuse. The next that's day, a lie. the next yeah. day was more embarrassing for mine when they they release a statement and say that the goal reviewer, the official reviewer over there in Perth for the West Coast Dogs game, he simply got it wrong. Mm. He simply didn't follow procedure. So how unprofessional is that? That you yeah. can employ someone to do a job, a simple job yeah. really. Check check mm. check the goal line. Check off the boot. It's, it's not, not that hard. It's clear because the fingers go yeah. back, or you, you got a little mark so, there with a line. Oh, in. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if they actually had to bother looking at it. Sure, that would have. I, I just think it's time to scrap the whole system until they're going to spend the money. And if they don't want to spend the money, don't have the system because it's embarrassing. Mm. And I'll t- tell I tell you what, do it in the local cafe. <laughs> you could. You could <laughs> you do it on your KO you could, Sports. You, you could say, do okay. it on your phone now. I KO's good in those yeah. now. You get a text oh, okay. there and the text come through. Was it a goal or not? No, it wasn't. Bang. Actually, KO, there you go. I know Rich usually goes and gets sponsors. If KO wants to sponsor the podcast, it'd be a good idea. It may be able to watch all of our footy. 
see it, get it for free. We'll look after them. They'll look after us. KO out there. That'd be a, that'd be a big name. Now, to get players have never been as brave in the contest. I love your oh, I love your Twitter action. Well, is that is that correct? Yeah. Well, you you, you tweeted it. I tweeted it. Yes. You're a, you're a prolific tweeter, aren't you? You like to get your thoughts. I, not, no, I'm not prolific, Nathan. That, that's not right, Wally. If you have a look you're, at my tweets... No, pro- no when yeah, something gets on my prolific, nerves, yeah. I like to tweet about it. <laughs> yeah. And what annoys me is people that played 10, 20, 30 years ago... Oh, ...that think the game was tougher when they played. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. The game is scrutinised to the nth degree now. Every <laughs> single contest... Yeah, yeah. And players now have never been as brave in the contest as what they are, Nathan. Did you think it was harsh on Tex Walker last week? I did, yeah. yeah. So did I. Because if you went back, and I swear, if you went back and watched the 1982 grand final, yep. just this pluck one, and you watched every contest in that game, I guarantee you, you'd find more than one player pulling out in a contest. So, absolute nonsense. Is there a better job in the world right now than being an Australian cricketer when you're single? <laughs> <laughs> What, why, well, why it's, it's hard to imagine a better job than being an Australian cricket. Well, if you're it's single and you're travelling, yes, yeah, it's a good you're job. You're going to the Caribbean, you're going to London for the Ashes, you've got the World Cup over there at the moment. And what I found fascinating well, was mate, it's good no anyway. wags yeah, at travel. the World Cup. For the first half if of you, the tournament, then, Nathan, if for if the first single, three Ashes as well. If you're single and travelling, it's good fun, let alone if you've got a bit of notoriety. Yeah, yeah, now, exactly. Everybody's got their reptile mates out there. Everybody's got mates who um, like to get away. But there'd be half of the players right now in the Australian squad going, I'm really happy with that. And there'd be Very. half the players saying, no, I need my family here. Yeah. I need them here. I play better when they're here. Well, it's but, a long time without your family, yeah, isn't it? it is. But there'd be half of them sitting there going, I, I don't mind that. And, yeah, uh, a little break. Yeah. Oh, if you've got, say, four kids, Nathan, it'd probably well, you'd be... you have a better job than me playing for Australia right now and being single. No, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, it's, it's a very it's good job. It's, it, it is, it's, it's just the stuff that enters the psyche of your mind, Nathan, <laughs> that just really... I really enjoy it, Wally. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> All right, a great segment here, which I've really enjoyed, boys. The burning question. Richo, you got one for us this week? I certainly have. And uh, my burning question this week is, is there anything more embarrassing than when you get brushed. And when I talk getting brushed, Nathan, I thought when you put your hand out for a handshake and they just leave you hanging. It's right? almost called the Tony Jones. <laughs> it is, the Tony Jones. So it's happened to me twice recently. Oh. And the first one, I do a little uh, segment on Richmond's website, Coach's Corner. We interview a coach each week mm. and I talk about a player. Anyway, I did it a few weeks ago with Craig McRae, the VFL coach. And at the end of the five minutes, I've gone, Fly, thanks for joining us. I've hung the hand out there for everyone to see on the camera and Fly has completely brushed me so I've tried to ignore it and make out I was just throwing my hands around anyway it's gone up on the website and no one missed me of course on uh, Twitter and the Richmond supporters coming back to me so I thought that was pretty embarrassing it took me a few days to get over that one but then two Friday nights ago at the MCG we're out standing on the boundary line Luke Darcy uh, was down there a colleague at Channel 7 and I see a girl uh, walking towards me Dana from the AFL. I've known Dana for years, and she's walking towards me. I've gone, g'day, Dana, yeah, how are you going? And as she got closer, I thought, well, you know, we're on the basis where we would give each other a little peck on the cheek to say hello. And Dana gets about half a metre away, off gone down to give Dana the little peck on the cheek, totally ignored me and kept walking. <laughs> For a split second in my mind, I thought, I hope nobody saw that. <laughs> as I said that, I looked to my left, and there's Dars hunched over. 
in absolute hysterics. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, geez, that was funny. There's nothing better than one of your mates just making oh. a complete ass of themselves, but, is there? But then I thought, that's all right. If only Darth saw it, I can cop that yeah, on the chin. It. So as, as I'm thinking that, I'm looking back to the cameraman <laughs> and I'm thinking, I hope he didn't see that. So I look at him and he's just looking at me. Going like that. <laughs> have they replayed it? It hasn't surfaced oh, yet. It will then. But I've got a feeling Mick Malloy might have his hands on it. It might be on the front. Or will they save it for Saturday, do you reckon? It might be safe. But that, my burning question is, it's is happy. there anything no. more embarrassing? No. No, no. And look, no, that's a good one. It, it is. And look, I, I think that it's even worse if it's, if it's obviously filmed. I mean, it's embarrassing enough if it just happens in regular With life. With your mate, it's hard to get over. One thing I would say is that I, I, I reckon it's happened to me more than once over the years. I don't mind now my option, my action straight after it is just go, oh, fuck it. Yeah. As opposed to trying to act cool and Try pretend. And like you you've got to own it. You've got to you've own, got to own it. it. I think you've just got to own yeah. it and go, oh, you got me. There's no... There's, there's no Better thing than watching the Tony Jones, oh, Beck Judd one on the well, news. But that was what I did on the boundary line at the G. And there would have been plenty of people in the grandstand that Live TV, on the news, he's <laughs> gone in for the kiss. And it was like, and but she's pulled away like that. Oh, it was no. like, and she's made a noise as oh, well. Yeah. She's gone, ooh. Well, so there you go. If and, you, then, and then he's like old, old Uncle uh, Freddie up the back going, oh, I don't want to do it. So I reckon if you're in that situation... You just always think of Tony Jones. There's yeah. always someone That's worse it. off. Exactly and right. If you ever need to pick me up throughout the day, go onto YouTube <laughs> and write down Tony Jones, Beck Judd. Watch that. That'll get you up. All right, time for the Trump Award now. Now, gentlemen, this is uh, usually a subject of a lot of debate because Hummer still doesn't have his head around it. I don't, again, the last time I was on here, I said I don't really know. I think it's a pretty simple award. Three, two, one, good. Three, two, one, yep. bad. Uh, I, I got this, uh, the leaderboard off, off Rich. Uh, it took me three calls and a text. Yep. However, interestingly, I've just noticed that he hasn't recorded any votes under about four or five. So there could have been people every week. And it just, if they're not at the top of the leaderboard yep. that week, then they just he doesn't so record he, their votes. So, so someone on four could get a three or a two threes and jump up to 100%, ten. And that yep. could have happened. We don't know. Yep. So look, uh, do, you, do you want to start with best or worst? Uh, we always start with the best. Best. I'll give you the leaderboard so far. Lockie Neal is on 14 and well-deserved there. Canelio on 9. Uh, Jeremy Cameron, 7. Patrick Cripp, 7. Norton, 6. Tim Kelly, 5. Beautiful. Uh, you first, Brandon? Going to go 1 uh, to Reece Shaw coming in for his first game. The way he set it up, how he got his side to play aggressive footy. And they were able to execute that. I thought it was a pretty good effort. And it's always going to happen, wasn't it? You know what? He was uh, really likable in all his interviews. We interviewed him on Triple M. He said, yeah, I'm going to go. I got on. I had a beer. The missus yeah. was asleep. I sat on the couch and I, and I sucked one back. And you know the good thing about Ray Shaw? Right. He's coached. Mm. He's coached yep. in the NFL. Yeah. Two votes. And uh, he's a smoky for the Brownlow, this bloke. Travis Boak. Another 30-odd, two goals over in China. Very good. He is flying and can't go past Stephen Canelio again. 36 disposals, three goals. When you're having more than 30 and you're following up with a goal or two, but three goals, 36 disposals, Canelio's on fire. There yeah. you go. Richard? Yeah. He's on fire. Uh, I was uh, at the MCG on Sunday. It wasn't a great game, but I just thought Dyson Heppel's game as captain. Had 20 contested possessions. I gave him one vote. He's standing up as a leader at the Bombers. I gave two to Travis Boak as well. I agree with you, Nate. I reckon he would be very, very high mm. up in the Brownlow medal. And I'm loving the fact that players are kicking a few bags of yep. goals again. And the Eagles are getting up and about. Jack Darling kicked six goals on uh, on Sunday against the Western Bulldogs. I gave three to Jack Darling. I thought yeah. about Jack Darling, but his year hasn't been good. And I just thought I'd like him to get... Ah. Yeah. 
Like, Off yeah, missed Canelio there. there. Like, he, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, but that's all. Right. I mean, they get missed. I yeah. mean, Tim Kelly, you can't have everyone, right? Yeah. You'd have him higher than five in retrospect. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. it's, it's fine. The list is still a very strong list. I'll tell you right now, <clears throat> as an avid listener to this podcast, Travis Boke has had votes before. Mm. So he's got four. That is the exact example. We'll get that fixed. Hummer's got to go back and listen to each yep. show and do a comprehensive vote. He's on his board. way out of this podcast. They, I'll tell you what, Travis Boke would be absolutely devastated to think that he could be higher he up. He could be winning the Trump Award. Fan of the show, too. All right, worst on, Brownie. I gave one to David Asprey. Uh, where's the number 12? Didn't wear it with great distinction on the weekend. I thought every time this year where Brands hasn't been there, hasn't been there for a long time, they've been belted by tall forwards. Mm. Asprey got belted by Norton earlier on in the year. Mm. Had to go forward, kicked a goal, and he went forward. But, unfortunately, that's the Tigers' Achilles heel at the moment, and Asprey's a big part of that. Uh, I gave two votes to Carlton. I thought they were terrible. They put on a, an absolute diabolical performance that got their coach sacked. Well, not that performance, but it was a, a multiple you got of feel for performances. Him a bit, Bolton, because you can't control a lot of the stuff that happened out there on Sunday. No, they were terrible. And three votes. If you're going to take half a million bucks to go and play in China, turn up with the right attitude. I don't think the St Kilda players, a lot of them would have, but so I St. just Kilda think footy club. they were unorganised. They went out and they probably ate what they shouldn't have. Yep. Were they really there to play an AFL game of footy? Um, word getting back from people who were there that how disorganised St Kilda were. They were late. Um, they were late to training, things like that. So you can only take that on um, on hearsay, but um, obviously enough people are saying it. So St Kilda, three votes. Yeah, well, I gave one to St Kilda, but it was more around the decision to play Jaron Geary. Now, I know the skipper would have put his hand up and want to play, but in hindsight, he's coming back from that horrific uh, corky where he had to be opened up. They've got the bye this week. Why wouldn't you give him an extra two weeks instead him of flying him yeah. 10 hours to China? And unfortunately, now he suffered an injury and was in a hospital over there. Just, I, I don't get that decision. Yep. He was probably never going to be the difference. Wouldn't want to be in a Chinese hospital, would no, you? No, probably not. They're a pretty developed country, Nathan. Uh, two to the Carlton Football Club, for all the reasons you said. that They got the coach sacked and to kick four or five goals in a game. That, that was uh, really ordinary. And I've given three to the AFL again, for the Oof. fiasco with this goal review system. Um, it's embarrassing. A professional sporting competition. If that happened in a yep. grand final, oh, it, there would be outrage. Especially, yeah, especially Collingwood with Eddie yeah. and Helm and, and the Collingwood sport. And, and it so. might happen in a grand final. I well, mean, There's no reason why it can't. So get rid of it until yep. you get it right. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. All right, some moves here. Not too much moving in the best on. Uh, Canelio goes to 12, just moving closer to Lockie Neal there. No real change. Apart from that, I reckon if we go back, though, Boke will start moving mm. up that leaderboard. Yeah. Great tip for him for the Brownlow as well. I think he's still something around double figure odds. Mm. I think he's still at a good price. Worst on, Michael Christian has been joined by the AFL in the lead on 14. Carlton have moved into third it's on 12. It's funny how Michael Christian's employed by the AFL too. Yeah, there you go. Well, they're having a shocker. And then Carlton and Essendon uh, at 12 and 11. Joey Danaher, seven. We won't see any more votes out of him. I wouldn't have thought for the year. All right, time to have a look at footy. And we've got the three big games of the weekend, boys. We'll start with Richmond Geelong. Uh, Tigers are 235. Cats $1.55. Brownie? Yeah, after seeing Richmond last week, and they have bounced back from losses, so I expect it to be a cracking game, expect it to be close, but I know Geelong don't play the MCG as well as what they do the home ground, but I just think they're travelling so well at the moment. The Cats, they're doing it at either end, and I just don't think they can hold the Geelong forward line. I just got a feeling that Geelong is going to be able to kick enough goals. won't be a belting. It's going to be under 20 points, but I just think the Cats just get the job done. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think Geelong should win this game. Richmond have actually beaten them the last three times and have had their measure on the MCG 
But this is a different Geelong team. Yep. Their defence, Blitzar, he's outstanding. Mm. He does not get Colin beaten at Jasney's the moment. Colin Jasney's flying. Colin Jasney, Harry Taylor, obviously, just doing what Tom he does. Stewart. Tom Stewart. It's the best back six yep. in the comp. Um, I just don't think Richmond can kick a score. And I'm worried about Hawkins. He's in really good form. Isn't he? And good player, isn't he? I'm not sure they'll I'm not sure they're gonna be able to hold him. So I think I think the Cats, it won't be a blowout, but yeah. the Cats will win. Geez, they have a good job on at the moment. All right, Adelaide taking on GWS. Adelaide, haven't they turned their season around? Two dollars ten and GWS go there as favourites at a dollar seventy two. I was in Darwin though and they, they got away with that game against the D's. I'm not sure they're playing that well, Adelaide, to be See, honest. The interesting thing with that is I look at that a slightly different way I go. They didn't have their best day, yeah, which happens, no, but they true. still got the win. Yeah, and, no, that that, and that's yeah. a that's a good point. But I think this Giants team is the yep. best Giants team we've seen. They're yep. playing unbelievable footy. No, Whitfield hurts them a bit. I know it does, but I think this is a chance for the Giants to make a big, big statement mm. and say we are yep. we are a contender. We can win it this yep. year, and I think they will. I think they'll win quite well, and uh, they'll announce themselves as a real challenger to Geelong. Do you, as a punter, um, and would you consider coming back from Darwin – a hindrance? How do sides pull up from there? Yeah, not sure. I mean, it wasn't super, super hot up there. It was mm. humid, but it was 27. Mm. I mean, it wasn't like it was 35. Yeah, it still takes a bit more out uh, of it. Probably will. The th- they got to love the Giants' forward line. Three key forwards all playing well, Finlayson, Himmelberg and Cameron. Yeah. Um, I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, I'm going to go the Giants just, though. I think it'll be very close. Yeah, and Adela- sh- Adelaide will close them down. And I assume we'll just load into Cornelio and disposal markets the way he's going at the moment, Brandon. Do you reckon he'll stay? I think he will. I'd yeah, I think so. At all Surely. Not. I think Carlton would love him at Carlton. I too. think everyone would love him anywhere he goes. He's an absolute bona fide star. And how good GWS, by the way, mm. on the back of just continual exits of players, everyone was writing them off, mm. and they are just playing mm. better, um, more consistent footy than they have. But, but these guns leave and they get first-round picks for yeah, them, exactly. so they top them up with more guns. Absolutely. All right, Collingwood-Melbourne, the last game we'll look at. Uh, $1.38, the Pies. Melbourne, $3. Yeah, I'm going to take Collingwood at the line. I think they beat Melbourne. They beat them comfortably. They'd be stung after that performance last week. They looked flat last week, Richard. Not flat for a month, but down for a month. I just reckon I watch Trelaw, I watch Beams, um, even Grundy. Darcy Moore, you know when you play a game and you feel heavy, you've got yeah. heavy legs and it's just hard to get going. You, you felt heavy every game. 1%, 1% <laughs> off. And I felt they were heavy last week, so I reckon a light and load this week, I think Collingwood will be fresh and I'll beat, I'm will i going to take them to the line. I All think right. Collingwood win. I think they need to you know, reassert themselves as a real contender in the comp. And I think they are. Uh, they've been playing one quarter and winning. They couldn't do that against Frio. Uh, but I think they'll bounce back. Beams is a, a big out of their midfield, obviously. But Collingwood he- will win. Yeah, is he, he is. A big out? Yeah, he is, because he's an A-grade midfielder. Mate. I you, think they bat pretty deep. I'm not getting angry. Dane Booms hasn't been that great this year. Just to, on the heavy quads, right? Nathan, before every game, you'd look at him, and this um, he just gets things in his head. And he had big quads, you know, Nathan. They're yeah. very chunky-looking quads. <laughs> <laughs> he used to, You'd look over at him as we're about to run out onto the ground. He'd be standing over yeah. in a corner, lifting up his legs, punching his quads like... <laughs> And I go, what's wrong, Nathan? What, what's wrong with just, you? Just get him going. Your legs. Mate. He just said, no, they just feel a bit heavy and he'd be punching his quads. What was that doing? <laughs> just just loosen them up a bit, you know. Got the blood flowing. Oh. Oh, no. All right, gents. Now, I did say I'd be able to host today, but on one condition, that's what we got to talk a little bit of racing. Yep. So, uh, obviously. I'll just stay out of this thing. You're going to give us some racing tips yeah, for the well, weekend. Absolutely. Bit of an early market. There you go. So, uh, look. 
Obviously, I assume everybody that watches this will also watch Three Wide No Cover, the sports bet racing Absolutely podcast. Have you but, ever seen uh, Three Wide No Cover? I don't. I'm not really into racing. racing. So. <laughs> that's, that's Jen, Jen's calling. It's a good you answer, answer, answering. Yeah. Well, because you're. I'm Nathan, just showing that (laughs) social etiquette again. All right, uh, a couple of things we're going to have a look at. Firstly, at Flemington, we've got an interesting one where uh, Julian Vance and Simon Marshall are like the racing gurus here at Sportsbet, and they're taking each other on in... uh, for their best. It's Flemington race seven. So we've got a nice strategy on this. You've got two horses, Dr. Drill and one more time. Dr. Drill's around the 220, one more time, $5. What we would suggest for the racing fans out there, back one, save on the other. If you're racing fans, you'll know. Do you know what? If you're not a fan, just go in uh, to your sports bet app. But we believe one of them will win. We believe one of them will win or they're both there. Pick Quinella, put the two in, put a few bucks. Dr. Drill. Who are you backing, Simon? Look, I'll tell you what, it's pretty hard to go against I haven't actually decided yet because right. I will when we do our show I'll hear okay. the debate to be honest when these sort of things happen half the time I sit out of the race or right. I just quenella them I don't right. mate they're both on fire at the moment so it's very hard I'm going to follow Simon there you go Simon well, that, he, yeah, it's five Julian bucks then, one, more, one more time oh that'll be good yes. bottle of red on that boys I assume yeah. bottle of Hugo wine. Yeah, bottle of Hugo's there you go Grenache there oh, you the go Grenache. Oh, the All Grenache right. is delicious Dr. Drill you guys don't know this but I actually poached a couple of bottles <laughs> <laughs> Hummer left he's sitting there when we went to Origin so nice. I got him very nice. it is a lovely wine what uh, else? okay got another one This I love when this happens it's a dual acceptor Richo which yep. means it's accepted in two different races Deprive is the name of the horse. It's accepted in Sydney in race seven and up in Queensland at Eagle Farm. One last start in Sydney. Very impressively. Whichever way this horse goes, it will win. So just keep an eye out. Saturday morning. Sydney race what? Sydney race seven. And Queensland race four. Eagle Farm, yep, race four. So... Have a look at that, and then uh, up in up in. Uh, so, have you got any inside knowledge about where they might be taking it? I, I don't. Again, uh, we'll we'll have a look into that a little right. bit deeper. See, this is usually I've done three wide before this branch, so mm. I have all the uh, the inside work. So, when are you guys on later today? We're on later today. We right. got we got pushed out, so uh, it's well, all right. Listen, you know, three wide no cover means. Uh, well, obviously you're three out from yep. the fence. Yeah. Yep. And there's no one near. No one in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Knows what you think about it. How stupid do you think I oh, am? David oh. Hayes over here. <laughs> you must think I'm completely stupid, mate. Hayes, Hayes no, and Richardson. You do a lot of racing stuff, mate. Yeah. And uh, one last thing up up in Queensland. It is the it is the Stradbroke, which is a cracking race up there. I is that like a big one? one? Odds. Yeah, it's yeah. Group 1. Right it's on. one of three Group 1s on the day. But Strad is, is a fair bit of... Uh, history with that. I like Home of the Brave. About fifteen bucks is a nice sort of each way mm. one. In an open race, I'm happy just to have a little bet yep. on a horse at some value when you can't pick. I'd rather do that than take a four dollars eighty about a horse I'm waiting to right. sort of drop off. But uh, he, Richard actually knows more about racing. Well, he does. He, he does because I spoke about the best job in Australia being a single Australian cricketer travelling around the world of the Caribbean. Maybe the second best and job. England. Right? This could be the second best job in the world because Richard's a brand ambassador like I am for Sportsbet, but he's a brand like ambassador. we are brownie for Sportsbet. For yeah, Lion. For Lion. For, for uh, James Bogues, Lion. Well, Lion, yep. and they've got a lot of different brands. Bogues is one of but them. But Bogues is your main one. Bogues well, is your main. So but, every year at the Birdcage, which people – Clamour yeah. to get tickets for. I mean, girls line up for hundreds 100%. of kilometres and yeah, the want to be blokes with their white shoes and white Oakleys. They want to be with the white shoes. Yeah, they yeah, want to so, get yeah. in there and they are, they're valued at around $2,000 a ticket to get into the birdcage. Mm. But you, 
every day of the carnival are an ambassador for Bogue. So you get in there every day, you drink well, and eat for free. That's right. And you just roll around like Richo, man. Well, I, we strut around in there. You we do. do. It was actually Furphy last year, though, not Bogues. Right. So I think it's Furphy again this year. Mm. I might get you a ticket this year. Wally, you can come. Thank you. I remember I once that. when I went there, he, he took a photo of himself leaning up against the Bogues marquee. And then he wrote me, wrote, <laughs> sent me the picture and just wrote, on point. <laughs> See, this is this is the the big headedness that a lot of people don't see that I, I get to see. I love it. I'm gonna leave it there. Oh, I'm gonna invite you this year. Well, Thank you very much, Richard. I appreciate it. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. Brandon, is your mate Pet's gonna get a runner. Is he banned? Will be. No, Kane will be there. There you go, Hummer. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. Not if he wears that stupid Ralph Lauren. That's shirt. that's the outfit. That is 100 the outfit. That's his. That's that's what he wears everywhere. All right, it's time to get to know Richo that little bit better. Each week, uh, obviously, yourself and Hummer usually ask some questions. I've prepared some this week, Brownie. Well, sometimes Hummer hasn't prepared any, so I just go one for one. (laughs) I've prepared some, I'm sure. Should I start? You go first. Okay, beautiful. Okay, Richo, it's a two-part question. Have you ever considered coaching in the AFL? No. And why is that? haven't got the patience. You look at those guys in the box, like... The patience required to deal with different personalities yep. and different uh, different styles of player, I simply wouldn't have the, the cap- capabilities to do it's that. A great self-assessment, mm-hmm. by the way. Do you think there should be a night grand final? Ooh. No. Why would you change? That's a, we didn't need an explanation. Just the yes or no is fine. Okay, Next no, question. no, there should not this be is, a night grand final. This is short and punchy. Okay, okay. okay. Two-part um, question what, over What it. was your first ever job? Uh, I sold uh, insurance for ROCT in Tasmania. Is football the only sport you're good at? Uh, No. You said, what else are you good no, at? No, you said to be quick and punchy. <laughs> okay. No, I'm good at basketball. Yeah, very oh, good. that makes sense with the height. Uh, I, <laughs> Leonard Copeland. Biggest regret from footy or are there none? No, biggest regret was that I uh, didn't uh, wake up to myself a little bit earlier. Okay. Are you a pot and palmer or a steak and wine man? Mm. Uh I'm a steak and wine man now, but I used mm. to be a pot and palmer. But as you mature in life, you mm. realise that you can't drink as many pots as you used to. Speaking of drinking, did you ever play with a worse drinker than Brownie? Yes, <laughs> I did. Who was that? Uh, Matthew Knights was a worse drinker than Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> I got piss fit on a couple of occasions, okay? <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure when you pay, I think it's probably you got the, the I took big him, family kids. I he took him to New York project. for a, a month when we oh, both retired. And by the end of the month, he was starting to hold himself up all right, Nathan. Was it love at first sight when you saw Jen? Uh, yes, it was, yes. Oh, very nice. Uh, any superhero, who would it be? Uh, I'd be Batman. And if you just have one super superpower brownie, I'm just going to back up with that and that'll do, mate. Yeah, I'd like to have x-ray vision. It's funny because I, I didn't look at those questions and I've got, we're handing out superpowers and you have a choice between x-ray vision yeah. or the ability to read someone's mind. What do you take? No, I like x-ray vision. Mm-hmm. The, the reading of the I can read cool. your mind anyway. When so. you drove your Alfa Romeo sports car, did you think you were cool? <laughs> no, I did. I'm not a car man, so I don't care what I drive. I've also driven a Hyundai Elantra, Nathan. Do you think Tasmania should be its own country? No. Brody Grundy or Max Gorn? Brody Grundy. Have you ever stolen anything? Yes, I have. What did you steal? I stole a pack of chewy once from uh, the 7-Eleven in Devonport <laughs> when I was about 15. Did you get caught? No, I didn't. Good stuff. 
<laughs> I'm not proud of it. All right, now usually we have a movie line segment, but the boys have been stumped a little bit we here. Have. They've been very, very good with this, guys, but we we've run out. The creativity of juices well, are just haven't flown. I this normally week. I normally have to set a challenge for Nathan, yep. which I didn't do last week. I apologise, but I reckon we've got a good one for next week, Wally. Great. There's a feud happening at the moment Oof. between Buckley and Malthouse. Oh yes, yep. there is. It's simmered over. So I think we do that next week, but we just need a movie to sort of simulate it into. Yep. So. Go out gonna, to the, let's go to the, should we go to the yeah, punters? send a question. All right, yeah. great. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll put something up on uh, on Twitter. There's been plenty uh, of great feuds abs- in movies. So. Absolutely. We'll put something up on Twitter, get around that, yeah. and uh, we'll do it with hashtag SB movie line, nice. and then we'll, we'll, we'll actually get a suggestion. Buckley v Malthouse, Beautiful. tie that into a movie. There you go. Oh, we, I think they'll be coming. I can do that. We, we can, can do, do that, that each week, actually. Yeah, yeah. When the creative writer returns next week, he'll be Juice able to help you flowing. with it. So there you go. Uh, now, before we... A couple we, of Hugo wines into me and yeah, I'll be away. You'll be fine, Granny. Before we go, I just want to ask one question. Yes. Last week, I was listening intently about your visit to the witch doctor. In East Devonport. <laughs> yes. Now, it all sounded quite traumatic, but we didn't really get to the post-event, yeah. what actually happened. Did well, it I all think, actually end up okay? I mean, I've assumed it ended up okay. Well, we finished on the fact that I had a rhubarb leaf burnt yeah. onto my leg. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So, so the wash up to that was we had a final that week. I yeah. didn't play. The uh, the corky calcified. Now, when they calcify, they get very hard, and you need a lot of work to break them back down. So I said to Dad, "What are we going to do now?" And Dad said, "No, we'll go back to we'll go back to old mate, the witch doctor." I said, "Why?" He said, "Trust me, this guy will get the job done." So we went out there. I had the calcified uh, corky. I laid back down in his shed. Uh, on his rub down table and I'm thinking what's he going to do to break up this calcification so next thing you know he's got a towel over my leg and he's walked over to his uh, tool kit over in the corner and he's pulled out you know the electric vibrating sanders <laughs> this is 100% true here I am a 16 oh, year- shit, th- this is true I'm a 16 year old kid I'm sitting there I've got a big final I want to get up for that week the next thing he does, he is leaning over me, Sandy leaning onto my quad with the electric sander going up and down my leg. No sandpaper on the it. The original so sandpaper. It's just, it's just vibrating on my leg. I was in absolute agony. I missed the whole final series. <laughs> I didn't play in the finals. That corky was a month. You just have to rub me. Your old man still swear by him afterwards? Like, just goes, yeah. Even my old man was questioning him after that. Come on, bull. There you go. All right, gentlemen, thank Thanks, you very mate. much for having me today. I've absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, Obviously, to everyone uh, watching, if you're having a punt, please do it responsibly, and we'll see you next week.